good day, true crime fans. I'm Compton Fanny, and you are listening to the podcast Murder Murder, the double homicide podcast. Today's killers are Henry Waldorn, the cannibal killer of Telford. Regrettably, we won't be covering Klaus Napalm, the Vietnam vet who would save animals but give the worried owners lethal injections. Due to him getting off and no longer being allowed anymore to call him a serial killer, we, the Murder Murder podcast team, would like to apologise personally to Mr Napalm and his family for any distress caused. Henry Waldorn, or Henry, was born in 1973, but had Tempraria, a condition in which he... A, a condition in which he didn't start growing until 1975. He was apparently a popular guy growing up, although from an early age the signs of the potential serial killer was there by the way he used to sit in urinals dressed as a teddy bear with a switchblade. But apparently he stopped this particular habit by the time he went to Reynold Williams Jr. School. Now, it's important to point out that it is whilst at this junior school that Henry met who would become his first female victim, Lara Owl Offspring. In fact, when Henry killed Lara, he was 17 and she was 19. Remember that he would have been 19, but due to Temperia was 17. It was a particularly nasty slaying, where he pretty much flayed her alive with a garden gnome. Lara had gone that evening to a party, but a week later, when she still hadn't returned home, her parents had been calling her and hoped that it was just because of a poor mobile signal, and then realised that this was pre-mobile phone days and that she was probably dead anyway. Meanwhile, Henry managed to become relatively successful. I say relatively successful because no one was ever really successful in Telford. Anyone successful escaped from there via the bridge out that was mined and guarded by patrols. Uh, uh, apologies anyone if you heard that noise there. I am looking after a friend's manatee. Now back to Henry Waldorn. Interestingly enough, he actually collect, like, collected trophies, like a lot of serial killers, or if you would prefer to call them achievements, depending on if you're a PlayStation or an Xbox gamer. The trophies of his victims that Henry kept tended to be pubic hairs, which he placed inside his horror movie boxes. According to the police report, the initial victim's pubes were kept inside a dusty VHS box of the Massimo Aubergine Giallo Three Emerald Llamas in the Blood Red Labyrinth, or as it was released over here, Death Cult. When Henry's father died, he left him 200 houses in his will. He was a window cleaner. <coughs> <laughs> Sorry about the coughing, folks. I have uh, toe cancer. It is in my camel. <coughs> it is tough, but I cope. 
Next, Henry settled, adapted, and proved as a killer. He went from favouring knives to stab his victims, or if you don't believe in calling females who are slayed by serial killers victims, then he went from favouring knives to stab his women who died by being brutally killed but still empowered in their own right. He soon moved on to electrical knives. In fact, one evening, Henry stabbed 23-year-old Harriet Hyman with an electric knife 324 times in two minutes because he couldn't find the off switch. Electric knives would also soon be dropped by Henry in favour of using Acme TNT and then dropping pianos on victims, one woman who died by being brutally killed but still empowered in their own right. However, in 1986, this all changed following this, the Great Piano Famine. Theatrical serial killers could no longer rely on dropping pianos on people, methods, and then had to rely on other means. There was, of course, another reason for Henry's changing killing patterns. Being a serial killer based in Telford, life in the late 80s was unbearable enough that people tended to just die of boredom anyway. As the 90s arrived and horror films had stopped being popular, that was until the criminal overrated Scream, apparently redefining the genre in 1996 but watering down horror and paving the way for the remakes of classic 80s slashes and inevitably Twilight. Henry, bored of his job in the cardboard box factory, planned one more murder his own. This was to involve a time machine, glue, the Ark of the Covenant, and some cheese. However, with the location of the Ark of the Covenant unknown, a time machine, a quantum impossibility, Henry allergic to cheese, and the glue stick to the inside of his socks, Henry opted instead for death by misadventure, following a badly organised coach trip to Rill, with what Henry Wardorn was no more. Long, was no more. To this day, police have never located one of Henry's victims, Alexandro McBoatface. Henry has killed Alexandro and kept him within a hidden within a Primark on the Newport Bypass. A Primark so vast it is unlikely Alexandro will ever be found. This wasn't the end of Henry Waldorn's story, though. Henry became famous a few years later following a best-selling Barbie and Henry set, which features a pale and bloody Barbie doll and a figure of Henry complete with shovel. The success of this toy led to Disney buying up all the rights and making Henry into one of the biggest box office successes of the year. <laughs> Damn Kemoto. Now, ahead of this week's podcast, we asked you to write in with your questions on Henry Waldon. Uh, first one here, uh, poly, uh, poly, uh, polycystic fibrosis uh, asks, can I go on a date with Henry Waldon? Uh, answer is no, no, Polly, you can't. He's dead. Uh, Jeremy Sodden of Berlin asks, Can I have sex with Henry Valdan? Um, and the answer to that is yes. He's buried at 27 The Arches, Newcastle, Under the Sea, Hampshire. And finally, Lord Spanahue, Louis, and the news uh, from Little Street, Big Chester, asks, Who is Henry Waldorn? Um, I should explain, of course, this was received uh, well in advance of the podcast being made. Well, this is the part of the podcast where we resort to uh, primal scream therapy. (laughs) 
Well, I hope that insight was helpful. If you have a serial killer, known or unknown, you wish us to cover, uh, then please let us know, um, because we really want to know where it goes at night and why gloves are covered in blood. Uh, good night and uh, thank you.